to Mariners Cast presented to you by Sports Ethos, your place for worldwide sports coverage. I'm your host, Tino Canasius. You can find me on Twitter at Tino Junior 20 and the podcast at Ethos Mariners. It is September 27th, Wednesday. What a difference a day makes. Mariners win last night against the Astros at home 6 2. Mariners are now 85 and 72, a half game behind Houston for the third wild card, two games behind Toronto for the second wild card, and three games behind the Texas Rangers for the American League West. Mariners win tonight. All they would need is a split with Texas for Houston to have to sweep in Arizona to make the playoffs. So basically a win tonight and a reasonable showing against the Rangers backs the Houston Astros into into a corner going to Arizona. Uh, Last night's game was incredibly exciting. Um, Mariners played really well. I would like to address all of the uh, sky is falling people for just a second. I find it incredibly interesting that on one night or one day, Everyone, by everyone, I mean particularly Mariners Twitter, um, sometimes other podcasts as well, that the sky's falling and Jerry DePoto screwed up and we need to talk about the offseason acquisitions and we need to talk about the lack of uh, trade deadline movement and why did we trade Seawald and this ownership group doesn't know what they're doing and they need to spend more money and Mariners win and all is good. Mariners win one game out of their last five, and everyone is celebrating. No wonder you can't see the big picture. No wonder it's difficult for many people to understand what the Mariners are doing long term. No wonder they don't understand the seawall trade. No wonder they don't understand not signing Trey Turner or Xander Bogertz or Carlos Correa. No wonder they want instant gratification because you can't see the big picture, and you're so caught up in the day-to-day that that every game means the world that you can't see what they're actually building. You certainly can't move back a couple of years and see what the Mariners were under Jack Zarensic or what the Mariners were in the 80s or what the Mariners were in the 90s until 95. Like, you got to take the big picture and understand what type of team – they are building and understand the approach of your hometown team. The approach is to build for the long haul. The approach is to build through the system and supplement when the time is right by spending some money, not having, not having big money spent to build the base of the organization. The base of this organization is player development. The base of this organization is young players. It's drafting. It's the international free agent market. That's, the backbone of the Seattle Mariners organization, whether you like it or not, go root for a different team. If you want them to go out and be splashy and spend a bunch of money, because that's not who they are right now. It's not who they're going to be under this regime. It's just not going to happen unless the investment can be justified with the financial return like a Shohei Otani. I had to get that off my chest because I like Twitter. I like Mariner's Twitter. Twitter is necessary to build the podcast, right? Like Twitter is is a necessary evil and and the only social media that I like. But 
my my head is spinning from being on this crazy pendulum of Mariners Twitter is going to light T-Mobile on fire because Jerry DePoto has no idea what he's doing to we love the Mariners and Jerry DePoto is great. It's, it's my head is spinning. I had to say something. I, I just, I was dumbfounded by the extreme statements on either end because of one win. And yes, be a fan, be excited, but there's just some opinions that just bother me. It's, you've got to make a decision and understand what your own feelings are about this team and their approach to winning and stick with it. The season is 162 games long. It's what baseball is about. It's a freaking marathon. Educate yourself, get to know this team, get to understand what their philosophical approach is to team building and roster building. And then speak on it. Makes me nuts. So Mariners win 6-2. George Kirby is the star. George Kirby goes six huge innings, five hits, no runs, one walk, four strikeouts. He moves to 12-10. and ERA goes down to 3.46. 18 of his first 20 or of his 23 first pitches were strikes. That is huge. He got ahead of all of the Astros hitter except for five. 84 pitches, 63 of them were strikes. That's a 75% strike rate. You understand that's like, that's elite. That's insane. He kind of got back to who he was from a command standpoint. His velocity was up. He has really changed the complexion of his slider, um, at least for this game. The velocity on the slider was up 1.7 miles an hour, but the break, the, both the vo- vertical and the horizontal break was down four inches. So it was a harder slider. It had less movement. Um, it was the pitch that he threw the most. So Kirby, true to form, same way he did uh, in his start against the Astros in Houston before the All-Star break, as I said, as I predicted, through more sliders and more sinkers than he did four-seam fastballs. On the season, he is 40% four-seam fastball, 22% sinker, 20% slider. He reduced his four-seam fastball usage by 11% in this game. He led with the slider and the sinker. It's the look that the Mariners pitchers are giving the Astros, it's what they did in that series against Houston. Luis Castillo did the same thing two nights ago. I expect, well, I'll speak about it later. I fully expect Bryce Miller to do the same thing. I think Bryce Miller, you're going to see a ton more sinkers and sliders from Bryce Miller tonight. But George Kirby, again, was just lights out. So slider, sinker, fastball, all right around 30% of the time. And then a few splitters and a few curveballs. He only a 19% whiff rate on 53 swings. He wasn't trying to strike guys out. He was trying to induce weak contact for the most part. Um, but he was clutch. You had to get those six innings from him. You had to have a clutch outing from George Kirby in order to stay alive in the playoff race, basically. Justin Topa relieved him in the seventh. Topa, I don't know if he's injured. His numbers say that he might be. Um, there has to be something going on with him. He just didn't have it. Did not record an out in three batters. Surrendered two hits. 
He plunked Chaz McCormick. Um, uh, excuse me. I think he plunked uh, Yiner Diaz. I might be I'm probably mistaken there. Anyways, hit by pitch, didn't have it, loaded the bases. I credit Scott Service for getting him out after three batters. His sinker was down 0.7 miles an hour. His slider was down 1.2 miles an hour. The spin on both pitches were down over 200 RPMs. Those are all signs that there's something wrong, right? So they get Topa out of there. They get Brash in. Brash comes in. It is a 5 nothing lead for the Mariners. Brash comes in. Bases loaded. No outs. This is why you have Matt Brash. He's a fireman. He's... I think it was Ty Dan Gonzalez when he was on the Mariners cast speaking about wanting to see Brash in that fireman role. He came in. He threw 19 strikes of the 25 pitches he threw in the two innings of work. Bases loaded, no outs. You give up a sack fly to John Singleton. Strike out Jose Altuve on a gorgeous 88-mile-an-hour slider that started basically at Altuve's hip or his chest and moved into the strike zone for a called strike three. Reminded me of Mike Jackson, the old reliever for the Mariners, who pitched for the Guardians and the Giants as well in the Phillies. One of my favorite Mariners of all time. That pitch was was reminiscent of Mike Jackson's slider. It was a beautiful pitch. Then he got Alex Bregman to um, ground into a fielder's choice to end the inning. So he gave up one run after coming in, or allowed one run to score after coming in, bases loaded, no outs, in the clutch. Matt Brash, huge absolute fireman role put out the fire so he ends up going two innings one hit no runs no walks two strikeouts 15 of his 25 pitches were sliders to 101 mile an hour sinker to i believe that was to alex bregman just on fire matt brash was was dynamite when he can throw strikes he's maybe a top five reliever in baseball and he threw 19 of 25 pitches were strikes Andres Munoz came in the ninth, a little dicey, one inning, two hits, one earned run, 15 pitches, hit by pitch. This is the Chas McCormick hit by pitch, hit him basically in the kidney. I expect there to be some retaliation tonight. Jeremy Pena singles, Mauricio Dubon, fielder's choice, Jose Altuve singles. You're starting to think to yourself, oh, shoot, you know, is Munoz going to blow this one too? This could be the season. He gets Bregman to ground out, and he gets uh, gets lucky on a Jordan Alvarez 111-mile-an-hour line drive to center field that Julio Rodriguez caught. Mariners win. Lots of good signs. Kirby, again, was just as clutch as could be. Matt Brash, absolute fireman. Andres Munoz, you know, velocity was fine. I think he's just kind of struggling with some command and some confidence, but – the arm is the arm is healthy. That's the important thing with him. Topa, I am worried about. Um, I expect to hear some news on Justin Topa uh, today. But the Mariners win again. Mariners are now half game behind Houston. Win this game, and you're the third wild card at present. Two games behind Toronto. Mariners still have a, a an outside shot to win the AL West. You go out and win today and either keep pace or cut the lead for Texas to two. You just got to beat them at home. I know they're a tough out. I know the Mariners just got swept. Mariners struggle against the Rangers in Texas, but this is at home. Sellout crowd. You've got the better pitching. 
the Mariners still have an outside chance for the American League West. Keep that in the back of your mind. Tonight, 640 start. Framber Valdez, left-handed sinker ball pitcher for the Houston Astros. Their best pitcher against Bryce Miller. We all know Bryce Miller at this point, 8-6, 4170 RA, 1-1-2 whip, 127 in the third innings. Uh, as I said, I expect many more sinkers and sliders from Bryce Miller today, tonight. Similarly to the approach from Luis Castillo and George Kirby against the Astros. Um, this is his big opportunity. Mariners need everything Bryce Miller can give. In his last start, he only threw eight sinkers out of the 75 pitches he threw against the Rangers. I just expect him. It's a pitch he needs. It's a pitch for a variety to keep hitters off of the four-seamer. Um, it's a pitch he's been pretty successful with since introducing it about seven starts ago. And because the Mariners' approach to the Astros is so sinker-heavy and they try to stay away from the four-seamer as much as possible, I just expect them to see it. I also expect the Astros to start either or both of Michael Brantley and John Singleton. Their lineup is very uh, right-handed heavy. Their normal lineup is with seven right-handers. Bryce Miller has a 101-point difference in average versus lefties and righties. 298 against lefties, 197 against righties. A 237% OPS or 237-point difference in OPS. Lefties just hit him much, much better, similar to Brian Wu. I would expect to see as many lefties as they can get in the lineup. That would be Brantley and Singleton to go along with Alvarez and Tucker. That's what I expect to see tonight. Um, I don't know who's playing center field for them. Maybe it's three and you've got Dubon in center or something like that. Not sure. Um, McCormick might be out because he got hit in the kidney with that hit by pitch. Um, but Bryce Miller, you need a clutch start for him, from him. And I think that bullpen needs to be ready to come in early if there are any signs that Bryce Miller is uh, faltering. Saucedo, Thornton, those guys, they got to be ready to go and pitch well if Bryce Miller doesn't have it. Um, I expect him to have it. I expect him to pitch well, um, but you've got to be prepared. This is essentially playoff baseball. Mariners taking on Framber Valdez, left-handed starter, 29 years old. He is 5'11", 239 pounds. Um, it's funny, I was looking at his Fangrass page. We had the same birthday. Made me laugh. Uh, I'm a lot older than he is, but same uh, day of birth. Arbitration eligible in 24, free agent in 26. Um, super effective pitcher, 12 and 11, 339 ERA, 110 whip. Still in 194 innings this season. 6.6% walk rate that's gone down over last year. 24.6% K rate that's gone up over last year. 11.5% swinging strikes, slightly above league average. Uh, The big thing with Framber is he gets ground balls. 55.1% ground ball rate, which is in the 90th percentile of major league pitchers this season. Last year, it was 66.5%. And in 21, it was 70.3, almost an unheard of percentage of ground balls. His launch angle last last season was negative 3.6 degrees. He just, everything is a ground ball with him in the previous seasons. But, and he doesn't run a big platoon split. 
But what I find interesting is as you, as I dug into him, it's because he very consciously, it looks like, increased the velocity on all of his pitches. And so with increased velocity, you have decreased movement typically. And I, I assume this was hunt, he was hunting for more strikeouts by pitching this way. He has walked fewer batters. He has struck out more. Typically, that leads to a better pitcher. But he's surrendering fewer ground balls. And in many ways, that was the secret to his success. So he's really a similarly successful pitcher as he has been historically. He's just doing it in a different way. The sinker is up 1.4 miles an hour on average. It's at 95.3 now. It has about four inches less vertical movement, has about two inches more horizontal movement. So it's not the diving straight down sort of sinker anymore. It has more horizontal. The curveball velocity is up 1.1 miles an hour, a little bit less break. Uh, The whiff rate is lower than it was last year, but the uh, average is still 168 against. The changeup velocity is up 1.4 miles an hour. It has less vertical break than it did previously because he's throwing it harder. Higher whiff rate on this pitch this season at 31%. And the cutter velocity is up 2.5 miles an hour. A lot less vertical movement, some less horizontal movement as well. It is a cutter, but it moves like a vertical pitch. But the whiff rate on on that cutter is up 9%. So better whiff rate overall. Um, a little bit different type of pitcher now. He's got the cutter and the sinker that are both moving down that he throws pretty hard. The cutter is almost like a gyro slider, I think. Um, curveball still gets a very good whiff rate, but he's just he's a different pitcher now. It was all ground balls before, and now he's hunting more strikeouts. Kramer Valdez has the capability, the talent, to absolutely shut the Mariners down for eight innings in this game. He is a tough tough customer. I expect him to throw at the Mariners a little bit after Chaz McCormick got hit. There were two hit by pitches in yesterday's game. Um, He is known to to do that. Expect that to happen probably early in the game. Uh, This is going to be a battle. The playoffs in a lot of ways are hanging in the balance for these two teams. They still have a shot to make the playoffs if they lose, but this is the pivotal game. This is the game where that needs to be sold out. This is the game where the fans need to be the loudest. This is these next five games for the Mariners are, this is the entire season. It starts tonight. Uh, I'm excited. I love me some Bryce Miller. Um, I love his swag. I love his, you know, kind of, he's such a cool customer. I expect him to pitch very well in this game. Last night was fun. Last night was was the win that the Mariners needed. George Kirby was absolutely clutch, as was Matt Brash. Ty France did hit a home run, two for four. Um, not going to make too big of a deal out of that. Uh, it, the other thing I should mention about the Mariners' offense last night that I hope to see tonight is they put the ball in play. Their runs were on their their first five runs were were not by way of home run. Is what I talked about yesterday. Diversify the lineup. Fewer strikeouts put the ball in play, and they strung some hits together. Good teams do that. So great signs from the Mariners. Once again, they are currently a half game behind Houston. If they can win tonight, they will be the third wild card going into the weekend. Uh, Huge game, on edge, every pitch. This is why you're a fan. Um, I'm loving it. I'm having a great time. 
Thank you for listening to today's Mariners cast. Uh, we were brought to you by Sports Ethos. Once again, you can find me on Twitter at Tino Junior 20. That is T I N O J R 20. And the podcast at Ethos Mariners, E T H O S M A R I N E R S. Enjoy this game. Have yourself a beer. Hang on the edge of your seat with every pitch. This is why we are fans of this team and fans of this sport. Go, Bryce Miller. We need you. Be clutch. Take care, y'all. Peace.